0: After the internal report comes in and you have properly triaged the matter, you'll need to scope out and investigate it promptly, thoroughly, and with competent personnel. The 2019 guidance provides these series of questions about your internal investigation. Effectiveness of your reporting mechanism. Does the company have full access to reporting and investigation information? Properly scoped investigations by qualified personnel. How does the company determine which complaints or red flags merit further investigation? How does the company ensure that investigations are properly scoped? What steps does the company take to ensure investigations are independent, objective, appropriately conducted, and properly documented? How does the company determine who should conduct an investigation and what that, who makes that determination? Investigation response. Does the company have, a, rather, apply timing metrics to ensure responsiveness, Does the company have a process for monitoring the outcome of investigations and ensuring accountability for the response to any findings or recommendations? Your company should have a detailed written procedure for handling any complaint or allegations of bribery or corruption regardless of the means through which it is communicated. The mechanism can include internal company hotlines, anonymous tips, or report directly from the business unit involved. You can make the decision on whether or not to investigate with consultation with other groups such as the Audit Committee or the Board of Directors, Or the legal department. The head of the business unit in which the claim arose may also be notified that an allegation has been made and that the compliance department will be handling the matter on a go-forward basis. The use of such detailed written procedures can work to ensure that there is complete transparency on the rights and obligations of all parties once an allegation is made. This allows the compliance team to not only have the flexibility but also the responsibility to deal with such matters from which you can best assess and then decide on how to manage the matter. Indeed, there are a variety of factors around giving credit to corporations' investigation, which include, did the management, the Board of directors, consistently, rather, consist solely of outside directors, oversee the review? Did the company employees or outside persons perform the review? If it was outside persons, such as lawyers, do they have other work for the company? If the review is conducted by outside counsel, had management previously engaged such counsel? How much in legal fees did the company run up? In a presentation um, by Jay Martin and Jackie Trevino, they discussed some of the specifics of an investigation protocol. It consists of opening and categorizing the case, planning and investigating, or rather planning the investigations, executing the basic protocol, determining appropriate follow-up, and closing the case. Number one, opening and categorizing the case. This is the first step to categorize, categorize a compliance violation. You should notify the relevant individuals, including those on your investigation and any senior management members under your notification protocols. Assemble your team for a preliminary meeting and assessment. This step should be accomplished in one day. Planning the investigation. After assembling your investigative team, determine the required investigative tasks. This would include document review and interviews. It can be hard drives being copied, document holes put in place. These tasks should be integrated into a written investigation or work plan so the entire process is documented going forward. If there's a variation, explain. This step should be accomplished within another one to three days. Three, executing the investigation plan. Under this, the investigation should be completed. I would urge interviews not be affected until documents are reviewed and ready. Care should be given that an appropriate upjohn warning is given. This step should be accomplished in one to two weeks. Determining appropriate follow-up. At this step, the preliminary investigation should be complete and you're ready to move into the final phases. In some investigations, it is relatively easy to determine when the work is essentially complete. For example, if the allegation is both specific and narrow and the investigation reveals a compelling and benign explanation for the conduct alleged, then the investigation is typically complete and you are ready to convene the investigative team and the relevant business units. It is this group which would decide on appropriate discipline or what other action steps to take. This step should be completed in under a week. Note at this step, if there are findings of specific or discrete allegations of corruption and bribery, a decision must be made on how to handle those allegations going forward. And finally, the last step is closing the case. Under this final step, You should communicate the investigative results to the stakeholders and complete the case report. Everything done in the above steps should be documented and stored either electronically or in hard copy form. The case report should be completed. This final step should be completed in under a week. I would also add that the stakeholders in this situation include the initial reporter. You need to have kept them apprised to the extent possible, and certainly Uh, If there's action or even inaction based upon their allegations, you need to sit them down and explain your reason and logic for uh, doing so. Having that sort of feedback is critical to any uh, effective hotline and reporting mechanism and is often overlooked by compliance professionals. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, create a written protocol before you do any investigation. This is a critical starting point. The reason this is so critical is if a truly bad allegation comes in, you don't want to be struggling with what do we do, who do we talk to, who do we notify. You need to have that all laid out so that whoever is in charge, whether it be someone, a function rather from the compliance function or in the legal function, whoever, you get that information to that person and that person knows based upon a written protocol who they are um, supposed to contact. Second, create specific steps to follow so there will be full transparency and documentation going forward. Uh, This is absolutely critical so that it leads into point number three, which is consistency in the approach. Uh, That can be an incredibly damaging thing for your uh, compliance program if your investigations are not perceived to be fair. Uh, This is a component of the fair process doctrine that is really not discussed as much, but not only do you have to have a fair interrogator in the form of generally outside counsel, but if you have a transparent and standardized process, everyone understands it, everyone will be on the same page, and everyone will do the same thing each time, giving you this consistency. Thank you for joining me for Day 19, the Investigation Protocol. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow and take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.